Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And once again, welcome to Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs. I have the privilege of pastoring Calvary Chapel in Greeley, Colorado, and I will be your host for the next hour, taking your questions. Maybe you have questions about the Bible, maybe about Christian living. I'm here to take your prayer requests as we go to the throne of God and uh, in time of need. And I'd like to talk with you. I'd like to bless you in any way that I can. And so 303-690-3000, we have open lines. And give me a call, and and let's go to the Lord together. Uh, Remember that it is God's counsel that will stand, and it is truth given to us. So if you need clarity or understanding uh, in God's Word, we'd love to be able to do that for you. Also, there is a text line for you to be able to text a question in or a prayer request, and that's 720-336-0897. And I want to welcome all of you that are listening today to Calvary Live. Grace FM in Colorado and Southern Wyoming, 101 in Southern Colorado. That includes Pueblo and Fountain, Widefield Security, Colorado Springs. And I just want to continue to uh, say that we're thinking about you guys in that community and uh, continuing to pray for the family of Deputy Micah Flick, who lost his life on Monday in the line of duty with the uh, a deputy detective with the El Paso County Sheriff's Office. Uh, we are praying for his family, for his congregation. Uh, we are praying for uh, his fo- fellow deputies that were shot as well and are uh, recovering. We are praying for them as well as the Colorado Springs Police Department and the officer that was shot. Uh, We are praying for you fervently, and our thoughts are with you. And uh, to continue to support you is what we're going to do here. Uh, It's been a hard month, of course, for our law enforcement here in our listening area of Grace FM uh, with the loss of uh, Adam County uh, Deputy Heath Gum and Douglas County Deputy Zach Parrish on New Year's Eve. And so we continue to pray for the law enforcement family. We thank you for your service, and we will continue to pray for you. So we welcome you in uh, southern Colorado, 89.7 in northern Colorado, and into southern Wyoming. And also we welcome the Hope FM listeners and our new friends also on the East Coast to um, Truth FM, those of you tuned into Truth FM, now are picking up Calvary Live, and that is in Kentucky and Tennessee and North Carolina. And I'd love to hear from you guys. Haven't received a call from you. You are new to Calvary Live, and so give us a call. 303-690-3000 is the number to call where you, the listener, get to call in and ask questions or give prayer requests and uh, love to talk with uh, anyone who's listening, perhaps online, that number works anywhere in the country, 303-690-3000. Let's go to, to Laura in Aurora. 
Laura? Yes? How are you? Yeah, my apologies. I have kiddos in the car, so you might hear. (laughs) You know what, Laura? You you don't have to apologize. I I think it's a joyous sound. (laughs) Um, So my my question is, uh, first of all, I was raised... um, spiritual gifts i was raised uh not even like thinking that they were demonic actually and um recently the lord totally flipped the script on me and brought me into a prophetic gift and Uh um then he started speaking to me about healing and actually this past weekend uh and i've always heard god almost audible almost audibly in my head you know like that's just how strong it's always been, no matter if I knew it was prophetic or not. I just knew that that's how God spoke to me. So, um, mm-hmm. so this past weekend, uh, he told me that I was going to be praying for people because that's what, you know, a lot of prophecy is, is just praying for people and getting healing for them and things like right. that. And he said, well, you're going to be doing a physical healing. And so I was like, Lord, I don't know anything about healing. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Well, we were taking a spiritual gifts class, and I didn't even realize, but that week, our entire class, which was the class that we did before because we're messianic, um, it was on Saturday, and it was all about healing. So I was like, oh, great. So I was asking all these questions because I didn't know what I was doing. And then there was literally a crash course in the back of this book, and during the service, I'm like, okay, Lord, I just know I'm supposed to do this, right? And Uh in this book, it said, part of being successful in healing is having compassion for the person that you're praying for. Well, it turns out the person he originally asked me to pray for um, was very close to me, and I was very compassionate about wanting to see this person healed. So um, after I prayed for them, and the Lord just spoke to them in some pretty cool ways, I saw in the Spirit this, um, this light uh, come up, because I, I see this when I pray for people, I see things that are going on in the Spirit, and so I saw this light stop, start from the bottom of her feet and go all the way up slowly through her her body and then go out of of the top of her head. And then I was like, oh, okay, something happened, so this, this looks good. So then I just, I was like, okay, Lord, just we pray that you know, whatever you did, and I felt like it was a healing, although I didn't even know what it was supposed Uh to look like. Um, I was like, wow, uh, we just pray that you would, you know, seal that up. And we we just prayed after that, and that was it. And so I guess my question is, is like, did that really happen? Can she lose that um, in any way? And... And because I feel like God's asking, He's bringing so many more people for me to pray for for healing, and I'm like, right. well, I don't even know what this is supposed to look like. And I know this is all God because it doesn't matter. Right. You know, this isn't about me. This is about Him. And so, you know, obviously right. you're supposed to pray for people anyway. But I guess for my own personal understanding, I just kind of want to understand: like, did that really happen? And right. how how do I? Where do I go from there? You know what I mean? Well, I think you answered part of your question. Uh, the gifts of the Spirit are for today. Uh, we know that um, there are those who believe that the miraculous gifts, if they lump them into that category, are not for today. Prophecy, tongues, uh, interpretation of tongues, 
uh, healing, but I believe that they are for today. And Mm -hmm. it's the work that God does, and he gifts those um, according to his will, according to the book of Hebrews uh, in Mm -hmm. chapter 2, and also in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's something that you can't hype up. It's something that you can't stir up. Exactly. something that you can't manipulate. So that's where you got to leave it. And um, I've never met somebody that I can say really has the gift of healing. Um, I've seen that gift being exercised, uh, but I'm not saying that there isn't any. Uh, I have prayed for people. I wouldn't say that I have the gift of healing. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have prayed for people uh, that they didn't get better. Uh, I remember one time praying for somebody who couldn't hear in their Mm -hmm. ear. Um, They were deaf, and their ear popped, and all of a sudden they could hear. Oh, wow. And we just... We That's just think cool. that and believe and receive that it was the work of God. So when you ask what does it look like uh, that you mentioned a few times in, in your uh, conversation with me is um, sometimes we don't know w- what it looks like. Um, sometimes you see it. It's very evident. Sometimes uh, God will bring healing uh, over time. and mm-hmm. um, But we just rest in that it's a work of God that we can go to him constantly. You will probably hear today that there's going to be those who are going to be calling in asking for prayer for healing. And sometimes Mm -hmm. when we Mm -hmm. pray, I never know what happens. Sometimes perhaps they they were healed over time. Uh, You know, but we see, I think what we see is the um, televangelist perhaps on TV that's got this healing (laughs) service. It's kind of like a... um, you know, right. uh, 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 one after another of being healing, healed and all this. Right. I have a little bit of, I don't know, I, I just kind of hold back from that. And Trepidation. My guard, yeah, and my guard goes mm-hmm. up on those things. Me too. Yeah. I, I think very, uh, you will see uh, God gets the glory, and I really yeah. believe that he, he gives that gift, uh, first of all, to the person who is humble before the Lord. Because mm-hmm. if he just kind of gave <laughs> everybody the gift of healing, then there'd be that tendency, i got to go out and have a healing ministry and right. bring in loads and loads of people. And um, so anyway, it's the main thing to remember that it is a gift that comes from God. You mentioned that it is a work of God. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you pray for those as people come to you and ask for healing uh, to pray for them or, um, you know, uh, have their, their needs that are given to you, then you entrust mm-hmm. it to God and just allow him to work. And if he uses you in that way, praise God. Well, and the thing that um, I did notice that kind of lines up with things that I've been doing prophetically is he never sends me to someone who's not ready to ask for something. So I'm not just going up to every Tom, Dick, and Harry, like, be healed. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. It's like the Lord tells me, okay, I've planted this question in their heart. And it just says, you have not because you ask not. And so I believe, like, when the Lord sends me to specific people to pray for them, I'll always ask them, like, the Lord tells me that you have a question. And when they're very sick, a lot of times, of course, that question lines up with, I want to be healed. And, And the Lord's just saying, okay, I'm ready to give that to them. And so right. I, that's kind of, you know, what I, I don't believe you just walk up to every person thinking that you're going to knock them yeah, over. I absolutely. don't think that's how yeah. we should do church. 
<laughs> so yeah, exactly. But so. um, so yeah. So I just kind of wanted to confirm that Good. and just kind of understand if there's anything because yeah. I had always heard. I mean, not always heard, but you know, here and there you hear, oh, well, if they don't have enough faith, then they could lose their healing or. And I don't know anything about it. This is totally new to me. And so I'm like, okay, well, if you feel like you've seen something, is that possible? And do you tell that person that to where it's like, you know, you have to have faith or you're going to lose your healing? Because I don't necessarily know if that resonates with my spirit of what God does for people. Yeah, so, yeah very good. Can't, very good. Praise God that so he like, desires to, to use us and to gift us and for the edification of the body of Christ. So can I pray for you, Laura? Absolutely. Okay. Father, I pray for Laura. She calls in, and um, she um, desires to continue to be used of you in this way. And, Lord, if you give her the gift of healing, that she would use it and bring in glory to you in every way, and um, know, knowing that it's your work. And uh, mm-hmm. I pray that yes. you would just continue to use her in that way, um, that you'd bless her, uh, her child that I can hear, um, that you would just continue to um, fill their hearts with joy. It's mm. it's wonderful to hear yeah. Laura and the joy of the Lord she has. And uh, I pray that she continue to be a blessing to many. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Laura. You are welcome so much. You have a great day. <laughs> All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. 303-690-3000. And when somebody hangs up, there's an open line. So let's go to Chris in Lakewood. Chris? Hello. Yes, Chris here. How are you, Chris? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing Um, good. Great, great. My question is, is the Holy Spirit the same spirit that was hovering over the water in Genesis? You're talking about Genesis 1-2, I assume? Yeah. Yes. That the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And you yeah. have to assume that is the Holy Spirit, uh, the okay. Spirit of God. God is the one that did creation. No one else did. Um, right. okay. it, it was God alone. So I'm sure that's the Spirit of God. And, you know, it's interesting, uh, Chris, you bring up an interesting question because in the beginning, God, and that's Elohim in the plural. So right from Genesis 1-1, you see the Trinity that's being mentioned. And yeah. and then, of course, later on in creation, um, when he makes man according to our image, uh, let us make yes. man, uh, you see the plural in there plural, again. Yes. Yes. So, and you, you see that in the Old Testament. I think a lot of people don't realize that. Uh, and mm. it's interesting you called on that, because I was just thinking about that same thing. Uh, the mention of the Trinity was a little bit vague in the Old Testament, um, but it's there. Genesis 1, um, 1, it, it, God created the heavens and the earth. Let us make man uh, after our image, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. Then you see it later on as well, as, um, because we're going through Isaiah, and remember that, it was uh, the Lord that said, um, you know, who shall I send and who will go for us? us you yes. see the, the the Trinity there once again. Um, mm-hmm. And there was another reference I was thinking of. So there is those places where you see the Trinity um, that is mentioned in the Old Testament. And, of course, the New Testament gives us clarity uh, as we see Jesus the Son 
and the Holy Spirit that came upon him. Um, it's wonderful. Yes. So, and you yeah, yeah. the Father, Son, Holy Spirit right there, yeah. Yeah. One one God. So good question. Yeah. Okay, well, God bless your day, and thank you so much. You are welcome, and God bless your day as well. Appreciate you thank calling. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000. I am Jeff Figgs. I'm here with you on Calvary Live and love to talk with you. And we've had some great questions and comments already on the show. Uh, the text line for you to be able to text in a question is 720-336-0897. Let's continue to talk about the things of the Lord. Go to the Word of God. And let's go to Mary in New Jersey. Mary? Mary, are you with us? Mary from New Jersey, I don't know if we've lost her, but Mary, if you have opportunity to call back, I'd love to talk with you. Um, I I love being able to connect with those uh, that are listening on Hope FM in New Jersey and also Pennsylvania, and uh, congratulations again for you guys in the Philadelphia area for winning a Super Bowl, and uh, I know you're excited, but give me a call. Let's talk about something even more exciting, and that is let's talk about Jesus, and uh, those of you that are in uh, Maryland, in Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, also in North Carolina, love to hear from you guys listening in on Truth uh, FM. want to remind you that you're a week delayed, but you get to call in. We have our conversation. You get to ask your question or prayer request, and then next week at the same time, you get to listen uh, to yourself on the radio, and uh, that can be a blessing for you. So give me a call uh, here on Calvary Live. Uh, I do want to make a quick announcement as uh, we have lines that are open and waiting for the phone lines to to, uh, ring and light up again, but uh, we do have church tonight. Those of you in the Greeley area, we are in the book of Isaiah, so I'd love to have you come out. Isaiah is an incredible study, and the book of Isaiah um, is uh, one of my favorite books of all of the Bibles. I, and I always say that when we study a book, because they're, all 66 books are wonderful. But come out and join us as we're going to be ending that uh, section in the book of Isaiah that deals with the proclamations against the nation. And chapter 22 is the proclamation against Jerusalem. And talking about how Jerusalem, uh, that they made preparations for when the Assyrians came but they didn't really seek the Lord initially. And also, some believe it's speaking of when Babylon came. But there's some very important lessons for us in that, and that is that we can make a lot of preparations in this life and 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 do that and spend so much time in that, and there's nothing wrong in it, but we don't really go to the Lord, and we don't really call upon Him. And that's an application that is being made uh, for us in that chapter. So I'd love for you to come out. We have a place for all the kids. And we have youth groups that meet. Uh, Calvary Chapel Greeley is easy to find. We're just three blocks east of 23rd Avenue on 27th Street. And uh, I'd love to have you come out and worship with us and study God's Word together. And then on Sunday morning, 8, 9, 30, and 11, we're in the book of Hebrews, an incredible study. And we're in chapter 4 and talking about the rest that we can enter into because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And, And here's the thing that as I talk to a lot of Christians, that there isn't rest in their hearts and in their soul. And so we're going to talk about how we can enter into that rest that Jesus has for us. And maybe you're out there and you're listening and you're just anxious or you're, 
you know, always striving, straining, struggling to get God's approval, to um, earn, you know, uh, your God's love or to be religious, whatever the case may be. And we're going to talk about something very important, how we can just rest in his love and how we can rest in his promises given to us in the completed work of the cross. And and I know it's going to be a blessing for many people. So 303-690-3000, lines are open. i uh, love to be able to talk to you. Let's go to text line as we're waiting for phone calls to come in. One came in earlier, and it was from uh, Parker. And a very good question from Dolan in Parker. Why in the book of James didn't he introduce himself as the brother of Jesus? And I think that is a good question. Because James, that, that little epistle in the back of your Bible, uh, James has been called the, the book of practical Christianity. And James, it is believed, there's a number of James that are mentioned, like um, the apostles of Jesus, uh, there is the brother of John, uh, there is James, who is the half-brother of Jesus. And most scholarship believe that uh, the half-brother of Jesus, more accurately, um, is the one who wrote the book of James. We see in the book of Acts that he was a leader in the early church, and so um, he would pen this book, and he starts out the epistle by saying, James, a bondservant and, uh, of Jesus Christ. And I think that the reason that James doesn't identify himself as bring, being the brother of, of Jesus is because of humility. Sometimes in Christianity, we like to drop names or or whatever, and I know this person, and, and um, you know, for different reasons, whatever it might be. James could have very easily have said, you know, I grew up with Jesus. I grew up, and we had the same mom in the same household, um, but he didn't do that. More than anything, um, he saw himself as a bondservant of Jesus Christ. And that's the way that Paul saw himself as, a bondservant of Jesus Christ. That's the way that Peter, when he writes his epistle, that he says a bondservant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. Peter didn't say, oh, I'm the one who has the keys to the kingdom, or Peter, the one who walked on water, or you know, Peter, um, who saw the transfiguration. He just sees himself as a bondservant of Jesus Christ. So I like James' humility in that he says, I'm a bondservant of Jesus Christ. Yeah, he was my half-brother, but more than anything, he's my Lord. He's my uh, master, and I am a bondservant. And there, right there, is a very important lesson for us that we are servants of um, for Jesus Christ, bondservant of Jesus Christ. And what I hope and pray is that we would always remember that. We're not to elevate ourselves or try to promote ourselves. I, I think it's sad in the church in, when um, leaders try to promote themselves. And I understand we want to reach people, um, th- that we use technology to do that. Uh, we want people to know uh, about our churches. I, I get all of that. But we want to promote Jesus Christ, and we want to be bondservants of Jesus Christ more than anything. And um, to be a servant, uh, even as we're going to talk about tonight in Isaiah, as uh, there was Shebna, the, the scribe and the steward of Hezekiah, that he was full of pride, and he would end up being replaced. Um, and 
a steward, a servant is found to be faithful and humble before the Lord. So that's a very good question. Appreciate you asking that question. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Suzette in Philadelphia. Suzette? Yes, hello. How are you? You're on Calvary Live. Good. What can we do for you today? Um, I had a question. Um, There's been a couple people recently that are acquaintance of mine that have passed away. And I know one was a Christian, and another one I wasn't sure. I didn't really know him that well. It was a kind of colleague. And so my question is, is it useful to pray for people after they've passed away? No. Um, and and here's what the Bible says, because, uh, Suzette, I grew up in, um, you know, in the Catholic Church where you, you went in and you lit candles and you prayed for, you know, that loved one or that deceased person. Um, there are many in the Catholic Church that believe in purgatory, uh, that maybe you can pray them out. There is nothing in Scripture whatsoever to give that indication that we are to do that. A matter of fact, what the Bible is clear about is says that it's appointed once for man to die and then the judgment. So once they pass on, then that's it. Then the judgment's going to come. And those who believe in Jesus Christ will pass on, stand before the Lord, because be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And those who do not have Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior— that um, that they are going to stand one day before the great white throne judgment, and they are going to be cast in that outer darkness. And that is the reality of what the Bible says. So we cannot pray for people once they have passed on. And, and that gives me the urgency, Suzette, that we need to be given the gospel now. Because once they die, it's too late. And it's appointed once for man to die and then the judgment. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, and 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 it's unfortunate that there are those who think that we can pray for the dead. We we, we can't pray for the dead. Um, it, it's too late at that point. So I'm sorry for your loss. And um, but it's it's a sobering thought, isn't it? Um, it is. It, it's it really is when we think about it. That um, for me, uh, I just. Uh, more and more, maybe, I don't know if it's because I get older, hopefully because I'm wiser or, or more mature in the Lord, but I really sense an urgency to give the gospel. And um, and that's why, Zeus said, it's so important that we as Christians, that we have a heart for the lost. And we're willing to, you know, share the gospel with them and to pray for them while they're alive. Because once right. they die— it's too late. And so, um, you know, part of the gospel is uh, there's bad news. And uh, those apart from Jesus Christ, will their sins will be judged uh, at the great white throne judgment, and they will be cast into outer darkness. Those of us who accept Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, he took the judgment for you and for me. Okay? Okay, thank you. Suzette, can I pray for you? I'd love that. Thank you. I pray for my sister. She asks a, a very important question. Um, I wish more people would ask this question, Lord. And you came along and you set the record straight. 
that is appointed once for man to die and then the judgment. And I pray that as we hear that and as we ponder that, um, that it would give us an urgency to share the gospel with more people, with those who are linked to us in our lives, that we would have a heart for the loss. So, Lord, I pray that you would just comfort my sister who cares about people and um, and that she would uh, just be that voice of truth to those linked to her in her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Suzette, thanks for calling. Blessings to you. Thank you. We'll be right back after the break. Stay tuned to Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. I am Jeff Fix of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I am filling in actually for Pastor Ed Taylor that you usually hear on Wednesday, but he is gone today. So I have the privilege of being with you. Give us a call at 303-690-3000. And we've had a great first half of the show. Uh, during the break, for you that are in the Aurora, Denver area, I was hearing how Pastor Ray Bentley, who's on Grace FM uh, now, uh, it's great to hear him, is going to be teaching this weekend at Calvary Aurora. And uh, you will be blessed. Uh, Ray Bentley is a great, great Bible teacher. I actually flew out of southern Sudan several years ago with Ray Bentley as we were there uh, with Ray Bentley of Far Reaching Ministries. And it was a privilege just to, as we flew into uh, Entebbe, Uganda, and then had dinner. And uh, it was wonderful to be able to talk and spend some time with Pastor Ray. And I can guarantee that as he comes and teaches this weekend, you are going to be tremendously blessed. So Calvary Chapel Aurora, uh, check it out, their website. And uh, I believe their services are at 6 o'clock on Saturday and then 845 and 1045 this weekend. We do want to go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Gio in Aurora. Gio? Hello. How are you, Gio? I'm all right. You're on Calvary Live. Um, so I was just calling in because uh, my family got information this morning that one of my cousins died. I am so sorry. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we've had... Uh, her her family over at our house and they're just very distraught. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. I mean, a lot of emotions going on right now. I'm just kind of going up yes. and down, but just prayer for okay. my family because I think there's power in numbers. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, Let's pray, okay? Yes, sir. Father, I pray for Jill, and I just pray for his family, and I just pray as they got the news of. Um, of a family member that died this morning. Um, I pray for comfort for the family, for strength. I pray that you just be with them um, as they huddle around each other as a family, that they would draw that strength from one another and also from you. So, Lord, I just pray that you would um, do that comforting work and you would draw them all to you. You know the circumstances. 
um, everything that is going on. And uh, it is very difficult when we lose somebody that is close to us and in our family. Um, The shock comes on and then a lot of emotions and whatever emotion that you're just engulfed with, that's all you can give your attention to. So, Lord, I pray that you be with this family uh, in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Gio, we're going to continue to pray for you. God bless you. Appreciate you calling in. And I am so sorry for your loss. And for anybody out there um, that has gone through loss, um, it is quite difficult. And uh, we want to pray for you. We want to encourage you. Um, The Lord promises he'll never leave us or forsake us. So um, let's go to line three in uh, Carlos in New Jersey. Carlos? Shalom. Shalom. How are you? Doing all right. I have a question. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Um, I know a lot of people who do pray to um, saints, virgins, and whatnot. And, uh, And I know I shouldn't pray to them. Like, I know better than that. I know Jesus died for me, and the only way through the Father is through Jesus. But um, they still pray to the saints, like, I don't know, and it's like sometimes they do get what they pray for, and I don't understand that. Like, I know if nothing happens, they'll stop praying to the saint, and they'll just grab another saint and whatnot. But I don't know, I feel like sometimes the, the their prayers do get answered. Well, I think you answered part of your question, Carlos, because you're, you're right that um, the Bible doesn't encourage praying to saints whatsoever. Um, we know that Paul, as he's writing to Timothy in First Timothy chapter 2, that he says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. He is our mediator. It is not Mary. It is not any of the saints. And when I grew up again in the Catholic Church, uh, that I was told to, if you want a, um, you know, a miracle, pray to St. Peter, or if you want, um, you know, a certain thing, there's saints that you pray for. Um, even in uh, being a chaplain in law enforcement, there's been some guys that, you know, have the, the uh, St. Christopher, uh, the one who protects law enforcement. The bottom line is there's nothing in the Bible that says we're to pray to saints. Um, so those prayers to saints are not heard. Um, and there is one God and one mediator, that is Christ Jesus, whoever makes intercession for us. He sits at the right hand of the Father. So um, that's the best answer I can give you, Carlos, is nothing in the Scripture that we're to pray to those saints or that those, um, those prayers are heard at all. Um, there is one mediator, period, and that is to go to the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, Carlos, when I first understood that, you know, when I became a Christian, that was wonderful. I didn't have to go to all these saints or to Mary. Mary's not a mediator. Uh, the last time that we see Mary, where is she? She's in the upper room. She's praying with the saints. The saints aren't praying to her. She is praying with them. And um, she's part of the body of Christ day on the day of Pentecost. So one mediator, um, and our prayers go to him. Um, We pray to the Father uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, being led by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So do you have a prayer request for me? Oh, oh yes, um, for my health. 
Absolutely. Father, I pray for Carlos. I thank you for him calling in and asking a very important question because there are those who may be sincere that have been taught to pray to saints or to Mary. We know the Bible um, says otherwise, that we have one mediator and one who intercedes on our behalf to the Father who sits at the right hand of the Father, and that is Jesus Christ. And I thank you that we can go to him. I thank you that we can... uh, Pray to Jesus, pray to our Father in Jesus' name, and um, that he's our mediator who uh, became a ransom for all of, of us. And um, so thank you for that. I do pray for Carlos. I pray for his health. I pray that you bring healing to him. I pray that you know exactly what's going on with his body. So uh, restore his body, bring strength to him, bring blessing to him in every way. I thank you for my brother calling in uh, from the East Coast, and I just ask for your hand to be upon him. In Jesus' name, amen. Carlos, God bless you. Thanks for calling in. Shalom to you, brother. All right, 303-690-3000. One of the things, too, is um, for us as Christians, and Carlos bringing up this question, and it goes along with um, what Suzette in Philadelphia was asking about, do we pray for somebody after they have died, that Jesus is our mediator. Um, We go to him. We pray to him. Um, We need to give the gospel uh, for people now, because after they die, then comes the judgment. Uh, But I'm so thankful that we have uh, a mediator in Jesus Christ. And one of the things that we are really learning in the book of Hebrews uh, going through it, that Jesus is superior. <clears throat> He's superior than any of the angels. He's superior than any religious leader, Moses, Joshua. He's superior than any of the priests. He's our great high priest. No other high priest, you know, in the Old Testament of the Levitical priesthood was called the great high priest. Aaron wasn't. Um, Caiaphas, at the time of Jesus, he was corrupt. Um, only Jesus, um, he is the captain of our salvation. He's the author of eternal life. He's the finisher of our faith. He ministers um, in a superior priesthood. So it's all about Jesus, and that's the emphasis. And that's what I pray for all of us as we continue in uh, the scriptures, that we would continue in just um, getting our eyes on Jesus. And then Uh, chapter 2, verse 9 of Hebrews, but we see Jesus, and that's who we need to see, our mediator, our Savior, um, the one who has provided for us, so now we can enter into rest. So uh, again, a very important study uh, that we're embarked in that will bring, uh, I know, peace and rest to a lot of people as we keep our eyes on Jesus. Let's go to Bianca in Aurora. How are you doing? I'm good, Bianca. How are you? Good. I I just have a question. I don't know exactly where this passage is, but maybe it's in one of the prophets where the Lord said um, not to pray for certain people because he will not hear the prayers and I'm just kind of wondering if maybe that can apply to us today, too. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a, you know, Bianca's a good question because what we see in um, in Isaiah as we started going through Isaiah is that mm-hmm. um, that the Lord said you observe feast and you know Sabbath, but it was mingled with false worship. It, mm-hmm. it was mingled with idol worship, and He says your your prayers weary me is what He says to them. Um, and and I'm I'm tired of your prayers is what the Lord says. I, I know it's at the beginning um, of Isaiah. Um, I shall not hear your prayers anymore. Um, he he he's saying to them. Um, here it is in chapter one in verse fifteen. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. He was calling them to repent. Um, and here they were in the multitude of their sacrifices. He said, I had enough of your burnt offerings. Um, I don't delight in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. Uh, you appear before me. Um, and, and all of this, the new moons, the Sabbaths, the calling of the assemblies, I cannot endure iniquity in this sacred meetings. In other words, there was so much sin and corruption that was going on. The Lord says, I'm not going to hear your prayer. And and we know that the Lord says, if we regard iniquity in our hearts, he will not hear us. In other words, it, it isn't that he doesn't hear audibly, but he's not yeah. going to answer our prayers. He's not going to give in to our prayers. And, and then also Isaiah talks about, um, you, you know, uh, hardening our, uh, you know, hardening their hearts and um, their ears. They will not be able to hear lest they believe that confuses a lot of people because what the Lord is saying, the response is going to be, Isaiah, as you go out and minister, as you go out and give the truth, that they're going to close their ears to you. And then where do we see that again? We see that Matthew picks that up, and he's (laughs) quoting from Isaiah saying that the people are going to do the same thing. And uh, it's interesting that uh, we're going to talk about Tyre today, uh, tonight in our Isaiah study. And what is interesting, Bianca, is that in Luke's gospel, when Jesus leaves Galilee, he, he begins to say, you know, um, pronounce this judgment on Chorazin and Bethsaida and also um, Capernaum. Uh, if Tyre and Sidon had seen the works that you saw, they would have repented a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And so again, they had God in their midst for for nearly three years. And Capernaum was for three years <laughs> the place where it was the Holy of Holies, where God was, and yet they didn't believe. So that's the so heartbreaking... Then how can we know if maybe one of us are in the position of the Lord's not going to answer our prayers. I mean, will the Holy Spirit reveal it to us, or will yeah. we just sense that something's yeah. going on? I mean, yeah, and that conviction <laughs> comes, and I think that that's what the Lord desires to bring that conviction to us. And remember, that conviction is always to bring us to the Lord, not to push us away from the Lord. Yeah. But there are things that I have prayed for that the Lord's revealed to me that you're being selfish. Your eyes are on, you know, things, you know, to 
I would not dare say it, but it's to make you more comfortable or promote you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful to to the Lord that says, you know, and shows me these things. And that's why it's important that we have a soft heart when we go to the Lord. Lord, if there's anything in my life or anything in my prayers that um, is selfish or unlike you, please show it to me, and he will show it to you. Yeah, well, can you please pray for me? Because I don't want to be put in that spot, and I know we're all human, and I've had several prayers already that I've been praying and praying and praying and and it just seems like I've gotten closed door after closed door. And while I know it's for a reason, I mean, if there's some sin in my life that's hindering them, I'd really like the Lord to reveal them to me so I could repent. Yeah, absolutely, Bianca. And, you know, you said that there's closed doors. Um, One of the things that we're going to go over tonight uh, is in Isaiah chapter 22 that um, he's the one that closes doors that no one can open and (laughs) opens doors that no man can close. And, of course, that's used in Revelation chapter 3 to the Church of Philadelphia. So, Father, I pray for Bianca. Uh, She reminds me how important it is that when we pray, even as Charles Spurgeon, I was reading this morning, said that every prayer should end with, not my will, but your will be done. And Lord, we want to be in line with your heart and your desires for us. I thank you that we can give you our desires, but as we delight in you, I know that you will line up your desires with our desires. Lord, we want to be uh, looking for your goodness and your truth and, uh, and to pursue righteousness. And, and Lord, we know that you work, and I thank you for your conviction when we get off track or when we become selfish. But Lord, I pray for Bianca. She desires just to seek you, that sometimes you're the one that closes doors that no one can open, but you're also the one that opens doors that, that um, no one can shut. And when you set that open door before her, that she would go through it. And Lord, that she would wait on you, because waiting on you can be a difficult thing in our lives. And Lord, I just pray that you bless Bianca and encourage her, that she would know that she's being used in ways that perhaps she doesn't know. Um, And Lord, that you would just encourage her in every way. And Lord, that she is assured that you're going to do the very best for her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much. You bet, Bianca. Always good to hear from you. All right, next Pray for Israel event is next Tuesday, just letting you know. Tuesday, what time, Bianca? At 6 a.m. all the way up until the Spirit says stop. All righty, you heard it from Bianca, Tuesday, Prayer for Israel. Thank you, Bianca. All right, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Let's go to Jean in Arvada. Jean? Actually, it's uh, it's Dean. Excuse me, who? Dean. Dean. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Dean, thanks for holding. What can uh, I do good, for you? It's good talking to you, Jeff. 
Um, I I wanted to call in. Um, I've been uh, just thinking about uh, you know the uh, the shootings and stuff, and, uh, and yeah. praying for the uh, um, the perpetrators that are you know that you know are that are doing these uh, horrific horrific shootings of our uh, of our police officers, and right. and for our, you know our veterans um, like the vet that actually shot um, uh, Parrish. Um, you know, so many veterans are coming back with uh, PS right. or PTSD and, and other mental issues um, that are, you know, it's affecting them and, and you know, just uh, making them do crazy things at, at times. And I, I think we just, you know, I, I have a heart to for them, you know, to pray for yeah. them. And, and, and I appreciate you having a heart for them because we, they are coming back. And I've known several of them that have PTSD and they can't be around people and they just, they're struggling and, and we need to keep them in prayer and pray that they can get the help that they need. And it's just, it's just tragic all the way around um, for, for everyone when these things happen. Uh, But my, I I so Dean appreciate our veterans, um, what they have done for us. And um, I, I pray that we can take care of them and that we can get them the help that they need uh, because they've seen things that I've never seen. Same with their uh, law enforcement officers. They, they go through the same thing. And uh, right. every, every call that they get is an, you know, pretty much a 911 and um, somebody in need. And it's, it's becoming a society where it seems like it's more violent. Paul would write, um, that in the last days is going to be perilous times, um, and it is perilous times. And, you know, what is interesting about that text, and then we'll go to the Lord in prayer because um, you you bring up a very important prayer request. But I was thinking about this uh, the other day, that as it's going to be uh, perilous times, uh, some of the last words that Paul wrote in Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, but he says that... Um, the there's going to be those who are going to be um, unloving, unforgiving, slanders without safe control, self-control, brutal, despisers of good. That word brutal is the same word that Matthew uses to describe the demoniacs um, over the Gadarenes. Um, there's just a lot of demonic activity that we don't fully understand. There's a lot of mental issues. Um, there's just a lot of things that, that we need to commit to the Lord. So, Father, I just pray Dean um, brings up an important point of our veterans that come back, or law enforcement that even experience that uh, have seen so much things that we can't fully understand. Uh, um, the PTSD is real, uh, and we pray for help for them. We pray, um, Lord, that we would have compassion and that we lift them up to you. And, Lord, the church, that we would be a help um, to bring him Christ, who's the comfort in, in all ways, in all our tribulations. And, Lord, to be able to give them Jesus in hope. And, Lord, we do pray for those who are struggling with that. Even maybe some that are listening right now, we pray for your healing. We pray for your touch upon them. We pray that you would bless them. We thank them for their service, uh, but, Lord, we pray for their health, health, mental health, and we pray that, um, that 
they would get it and that uh, we, the church and Christians, would be a great resource and help because Jesus Christ is our ultimate helper. So, Lord, we just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Dean, thanks. I appreciate it. You bet. God bless you. All right, we got a few minutes left on the program. You can give a quick call. Love to be able to talk to you. And uh, we need to pray um, for our veterans. We need to pray for our communities and uh, be a light. And that's what I know that you desire to be. Uh, so important that the churches uh, be a light, proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, we'd love to be able to um, you know, be that here in Greeley, and I know your church as well, but be praying uh, in every way. Well, we do have open lines. We've got a few minutes left on uh, the program, so I'm going to be looking at some of the, while we have time, um, to look at some of the, um, uh, the, the text questions and just kind of trying to read it. Um, it says, um, not really a question. Um, he says, praise the Lord. Uh, God for Calvary Live, uh, but um, he wanted to hear my views on the reality of being a believer um, and um, in Yeshua Hamashiach and his return prophecy. It grieves me that so many professing Christians know very little or nothing about end-time prophecy, and many show no interest at all when our Lord and several of our Lord's apostles instruct true Christians to watch, pray for his return, and that we can know the signs when his return is near. Uh, your view, please, and thank you. Well, that's a good question, a good observation, and something I feel fairly strongly about. I do believe that in the church today, there's a lot of ignoring of, um, of you know, the... Um, uh, in time prophecy, um, a third of the Bible is prophecy, and I think it's unfortunate. And um, I believe that the Lord desires for us to be wise and faithful servants as looking for the Master's return. Here's the thing that's a commandment, that is not a suggestion. And I want to know and be wise and discerning because Jesus rebuked the religious leaders of his day. He said, You can discern the weather, but you can't discern the coming of the Son of Man. And Jesus said, I come when you least expect, but there are signs given to us. And uh, the longest teaching that Jesus gave next to the Sermon on the Mount was the Olivet Discourse, um, as he's talking to his disciples about his return. And 23 of the 27 New Testament books um, mentioned the return of, of Jesus in the last days. And so it's important for us to know to not know about end-time prophecy is not to know a lot of the Bible, and we are to know the whole counsel of God's Word. So that in and itself is important. And, and we are in the last days, and we are to be watching and waiting, and we are to be attentive to the days and wise. So that's uh, why we talk about end-time prophecy, going through the Scriptures like we do chapter by chapter and verse by verse. You have to talk about the end times. And so um, so very important uh, subject that gets ignored in a lot of churches, um, and uh, what is uh, something that should not be is uh, when they say, "Well, it's not important to know." It is important because Jesus said it was important to know. Hi, my pastor. Uh, hi, pastor. My name is Omar. Just out, our 
uh, out of curiosity, why does it take a whole week for the show to be heard in the other states? Um, technical reasons, I don't know. Um, but uh, they pick it up and they get it a week later. So those of you on Hope FM and Truth FM and any other stations that pick it up will we'll hear a week later. But the blessing of Grace FM here on Front Range is you guys get um, to be able to hear um, you know, uh, it live Monday through Friday right here um, at um, 4 o'clock along the Front Range. We're getting near the end of our um, show and um, want to remind you that we have church tonight, 7 o'clock. Uh, we have the book of Isaiah. If you have opportunity, come you up here in northern Colorado. Come, love to meet you, love to serve your family. The kids will be blessed if you have kids. We have youth groups, wonderful time of worship. Again, Sunday mornings, 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock, as we'll be in the book of Hebrews. And for all of you, I pray that if you have opportunity to go to midweek service, uh, go and be with the brethren. Continue to learn the Word of God. Continue to be that witness and praying for our community and uh, be a light to others. It is so needed today. And have a compassion for the loss. God bless you. It's a privilege to be with you today. We'll see you next time on Calvary Life. Have a good evening. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.